So I, I want to proclaim this. I know we're getting started here. I want to proclaim this as potentially, you know, and we're starting on a somber note, but I want to proclaim this as my flu game, my Mike Jordan flu game. Um, <laughs> kind of battling today. Um, some people know I just lost, uh, you know, my brother, my, my little cat that I grew up with. Also, uh, a guy that listens to our podcast regularly, Hunter, um, loves the podcast. He also just lost uh, his dog recently. So we're battling. I just want to kind of, you know, when Hunter listens to this, I just want to give a little shout out to him and uh, dedicate this episode uh, to the boys, the furry boys, and uh, get on with the podcast. said welcome to the lob it up podcast we are your hosts tobias sivash and chris boys how are we doing this week we're gonna pass Take it, it away to... see it's going to see today every time it goes to me i'm doing all right man uh, i'm sorry to hear that about your loss do you want to give a shout out to the let's like give their names yeah kato and rocky yeah yeah those are sick names for those bets yeah, yeah rest in peace yeah, exactly sure um other than that i'm doing all right man uh the weather's finally getting warm i'm excited the uh, playoffs is coming up mm-hmm. i'm into warm. it let's get it chris how you doing not too bad not too bad man yeah i just also want to say you know yeah my condolences brother it ain't ever easy especially with yeah. pets you know it's they're like family members bro uh, not like they are family members yeah. especially spending so much time with them so you know they in a better place right now though so you know they listening from the pod upstairs so yeah, but we're is. this is this is the Lob It Up podcast too. This is a community. This is a family exactly. as well. So you know, like it's good to be with family. You know, in times of that. But like Siavash was saying, like playoffs are coming up, and we're gonna get into it, and we're gonna get into a couple things because I've gone back to a few episodes at the start of this new season. Um, <laughs> some blasphemous takes. Some some blasphemous takes. Probably and, from you guys mostly. We're all men here. We're all men here. We're allowed to rescind our blasphemous takes. We're allowed to take them back. Like, yeah, I was an idiot, but we're going to get into that a little, you know, who said what. But of course, first, potentially some more blasphemous takes in the future. We're going to get into our takes of the week. Now, Sea of Ash, you and I have this burning passion for this one player. I don't think he ever should be an all-star. And we've talked about this. Why was he even in the all-star competition? Pointless. He does one thing and... Really, does he do it that well because he can only guard one section of the floor? Rudy Gobert, tell us. You also got the passion because he's French, but, you know, tell us about Rudy Gobert. You know, I'm actually, I might disappoint you a little bit here because Uh-oh. I'm here to Uh-oh. root for Rudy today. Oh, oh he's rooting for Rudy. I he's am. turned. He's I turned. Am. He loves him. He loves the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next, he's gonna be asking for Jim okay. Boylan to come back to the Chicago Bulls. No, don't ever, no, bro, stop that, never. <laughs> but my take of the week is that Rudy Gobert does not get the respect he deserves for being a defensive player because he doesn't guard the best player on the floor. And I think my bigger take is we gotta stop this idea that you're not the best defender. If you're not guarding the best player on the court. And I think your guy, Pat Bev, has been going around, you know. <laughs> oh, he doesn't even guard the no. best player. I don't think that means everything. You got to respect the player. Rudy Gobert is a great defensive player. Guess what? Because he dictates how the game is played by taking away their shot at the basket, which is 
you know, as we mentioned with analytics, one of the best ways to score. So, he, he eliminates a whole section of the floor. You're right. Like, he does. able to go in and drive. Yeah. And that's one thing that I think with the last year we saw with the Clippers, how they were able to eliminate him by putting a shooter on the floor and he had to step out of the paint. And that's a great strategy. Yeah, and I know you and I had talked about it because Utah is a very interesting team because they have the tools to go on, go to the conference finals, go to the, you know, the NBA finals. But it's also kind of a weird team where you're like, they don't have that next thing. You, of course, you have Donovan Mitchell, but yes, you're going to get that defensive side with Rudy Gobert, but there's that question maybe, you know, who's that secondary offensive? And I remember you were talking about the small ball impact that the Clippers played with against the Jazz, and even then I was concerned because, again, Rudy Gobert takes away a section of the floor. You can't drive because he's going to be sitting there in the paint. And one thing I do want to go back to is the Luka Doncic interview on the Old Man and the Three, the JJ Redick podcast, where he talks about how he sees the floor. And the first thing he looks yeah. at is who's in the paint. And that dictates the offense because you always want to try to get a bat shot at the basket. And if you're able to do that, the defense would either have to collapse, which opens up the space for three-point shooting, or you can get an easy shot at the basket. And that's how the Clippers were able to eliminate the Jazz last year. And, you know, great game by Terrence Mann in Game 6 while Rudy Gobert was on him. Yeah, that Luka interview is really cool. I, especially that part. I really liked that because he kind of laughed. He's like, you're going to make me give away all my secrets. But seeing him, like, just walk us through it, the listeners, the watchers, in, a, in an analytical kind of sense, what he sees, what he does. Okay, if he doesn't see who he wants to see in the paint, this is how he acts from there. So it was actually very, very cool because Luka is definitely one of the higher IQ players in the NBA today. Yeah, you know, I was watching that and it, I really related because that's how I play the game, you know. I just see who's in the paint <laughs> and I make my plays. Yeah, yeah. Same level. Same level. Listen, bro, I might have taught him that. I don't know. <laughs> that's jokes. Yeah, that's so I might have taught him that. I don't know. <laughs> what do you? How do you feel about, um, you know, maybe his heel to, to baby face switch, uh, Chris, see of Ash's opinion on Rudy baby Gobert. Face. Used to be, used to be anti Rudy. You know, he was the heel. He was the, you know, he was the bad guy. And now he's, you know, giving you know, that's okay. Like I respect it. You know, people are allowed to grow. They're allowed to change exactly. their opinion. You know, maybe one day we'll stop seeing you riding so hard for Pat Bev, tweeting outlandish <laughs> things. Well, but, you yeah. know, you're still growing. You're still growing, you know, changing, evolving, becoming a better sports and health, those things like that. So maybe one day yeah. we'll see yeah. you and see sporting a similar take on Gobert. And, and speaking of Pat Bev, <laughs> we'll see because there's some comments in the takes in the old episodes some of you guys might have thrown out some love to Pat Bev, so I don't know. He might be I, catching I someone I, slipping. No, I know I did. I know I did. I said I went through his, his Instagram. I was like, oh, he doesn't seem like a, that bad of a guy. He seems like a nice guy. That's I know. I remember calling him a nice guy, so that's okay. 
just a quick stop at the Pat Bev station before I let you go on to your take of the week, Chris. Um, speaking of his Instagram, I did just see him post a text conversation with him and his daughter. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. you guys caught that. Yeah, Dude, his daughter is literally him. Like, yeah, uh-huh. I got a technical foul. What'd you get a technical foul for? Oh, this girl was pushing me and I didn't like that. I, I wasn't raised like that. And he's like, okay, well, like that's, it's just a game. Like as long as you're having fun. But it was so funny. Like just a little Pat Bev. Jesus. Baby Bev. Yeah, baby yeah, Bev. baby Bev. Um, Chris, go ahead with your take of the week. What do you got for us, man? Nothing too crazy this week. The only thing I'm taking, I guess it seems, is your boy's money. I'm the best. Wow. Wow. Relax, eh? Relax. You get really wow. horny. I mean, <laughs> I'm super horny. I never win wow. these bets, so I'm dumb for this. <laughs> it's, it's all, it's. You know, uh, retro pay for the TJ Warren. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's all back pay. Basically. I forgot about that. I gotta, we got to go back to that thing from 2020. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, but you know, yeah, no real big take. Just that. Just happy to see the, you know, the teams I invested in. You know, we got we got our my Raptors tied with your Bulls now. See, Here we go. you know, so mm. here we go. Mm. Mm. Mm, yeah. Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> but... You know what's interesting? Because um, in the sports betting group chat that I'm in, they're basically all Raptors fans. But they sent the they sent two screenshots the other day of Evan Mobley's stats, um, and it had some analytical stats as mm-hmm. well. Their true, uh, true shooting percentage as well, and um, Scotty Barnes, very similar, very, very similar. Very similar. Very and I said, I was like, the only thing in my opinion, that was pushing Mobley ahead of Scotty before was standings. Yeah. Standings. And, and right I, now, and I think so... that some people's arguments too are like, oh, well, Scotty is like the, what, the fourth, fifth option on a team. But then I feel like that also works in his advantage because if you're the fourth, fifth option and you're still putting up numbers like that, when you have all these other guys ahead of you, it's like, yeah, that's you know? Yeah. I, and I, I, I guess we're going to kind of get into this and it's maybe on the sort of on the same vein of the conversation we were having in the group chat, Sea of Ash, about um, Jason Tatum's recent explosion. You know, mm. people are talking about him being top five in the MVP voting um, right now. Kate Cunningham has sort of had a similar, uh, not career, but year, um, you know, up and down at the start, but after the halfway point, um, really started taking over. You really started seeing him being more consistent. And I just wonder, I want to hear your guys' opinion. Um, would you value someone that maybe has a greater second half than someone that has a more consistent but lesser um, half? You know what I'm saying? Like if someone's if someone puts up 13, 5, and 5 throughout the whole season, let's say that's Scotty Barnes, and then Cade Cunningham puts up like 17, 9, and 8. But he only does that really in the second half. What's your feelings on that? Do you think, okay, well, Cade's been going off right now, recency bias, but Scotty's been consistent. Lesser stats, consistent throughout the whole year. What's your what's your thoughts on that, Sivesh? Oh, I was going to say it's a rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. I just Not rookie of the second way. half. Exactly. That's it's about how well you play the entire year. I think back to the year where uh, John Moran was the rookie of the year, where he was putting up 20 and 10 the entire year. And mm-hmm. Z- I think Zion came back with 
about 20 That's games right. left and he was oh, putting yeah. out 30 point games and everybody was like is this even a conversation i didn't think so because 20 and 10 the whole year i would rather have that guy than a guy that comes back is putting up great numbers is still going to be a great player but he wasn't there the whole season and i while we're here i will say this in the future episode we do have to go back to the 2019 draft and talk about that draft that is a draft that I is would... being talked about a lot right now with Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. with uh, KPJ, with all these guys that came out of that draft that are looking really, really solid right now. Darius Garden as well. Yeah, I would love to do some like redraft scenarios. Like I've seen, I think Bill Simmons' podcast has been doing a couple lately, but I would love to go back, you know, whatever year. You could pick a year, like 2013, right? 84. Do a redraft. What's well, that? Ajon still goes number one in 84. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. At least you get the Bulls, and yeah. you still become a Bulls fan. Yeah. Um, but uh, was it not the same situation? Actually, no. Go ahead, Chris. I didn't let you speak on this. The Cade kind of example versus the Scotty example. No, I I hundred percent agree with C. Like I kind of chimed in while he was talking. But yeah, like you said, yeah. rookie of the year. It's great that you're coming in in the second half and you're putting up these numbers. But we wanted these numbers from you all year, kind of thing. We wanted that consistency all year. You know. And I feel like most people are going to always choose consistency over streaky. So, and I really like I can't <laughs> I can't give you a reason why Mobley would be, you know, over him. Like now, Jared mm-hmm. Allen's been out, and okay, so that's kind of like all right, Mobley. Here's a spotlight on you. Here's where you can take the reins and be like, nah, this is my like you were talking about Cade. You were talking about possibly Scotty. Nah, this is my rookie of the year. And the Cavs have been on a skid since Jared Allen went out. So it's kind of like now that that guy that was, you know, your partner, he's gone. You look a little, you know, not as polished. And again, it's their first year. They're going to figure it out. But you just, you don't look as polished. So I'm, you know, I know none of us picked him to win rookie of the year, but I might be leaning Scotty. Like, I mean, what reason can you give me not to choose him? I, me- I know I mentioned him, and you guys laugh me out the chat every single time. Uh, <laughs> so, because it's but, it's also hard, like, like at the end of the day, we love our teams. Yeah. And we're but, very biased towards a team, which is good. We're, you know, we're ho- homers, but. Yeah. I'm not, us, I wouldn't know. necessarily say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm biased. <laughs> I would just say sometimes. No. Listen, I've been listening to a lot thing. of the old yeah, episodes. Saying, all your takes, saying, all your you takes guys, are Raptor takes. You guys will give the Raptors unnecessary flack for no reason. Okay, wait, and wait, it was I, And it was Chris. like that with the Bulls, too. Our first season of Lob It Up until the Bulls got good this year. And then the Bulls were like, oh, no, Bulls. And y'all, and y'all openly come and say that you hate the Clippers. So <laughs> and that you don't want us to win. Clippers. Hey, I just listened to episodes. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> the second best team in L.A. <laughs> what were you going to say, Siavash? Um, I was going to say, Raptors. Chris, you cannot say that because I was a homer in 2019. And I said Kobe White for Rookie of the Year, and I got killed yeah. to this day. To this day, <laughs> I know, because I was an outlander. To this hey. day, to this <laughs> day, because you saw you saw everything else going on, and I was like, "Oh, are you gonna?" It was say the that? first Come game on. of the season. I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna go with my guy." Of course, Jaws good, but I'm gonna go with yeah. my guy. It's, I'm a homer, and I'm still getting killed for this. So you can't say that, bro. <laughs> I- I mean, I don't know, man, because I was going to say my take wasn't even that outlandish, but then I did see Evan Mobley, and I was like, you know what? Evan Mobley's looking nice. 
read the scouting reports, I was like, I knew it was going to come down to probably Evan Mobley, Cade, and potentially Scotty and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was and one I was of on those Jalen three. Green. Mm-hmm. I was on Jalen Green just based on his explosiveness, his you know flashiness, yeah. his sexiness of being a scorer. Like I thought for sure that was going to That's end. But sexiness. He's, yeah, Houston's been tough. Um, okay, moving on to my take of the week. It's unfortunate because I had this take and then this player got injured and I feel really bad because this team, and y'all know, like I got this secondary weird love for this team. No, no. Uh, I got this secondary weird love for this team. Um, I thought the Celtics, to be honest with you, my take was going to be the Celtics will finish first in the East. Um, But unfortunately, Robert Williams just went down, which is just brutal, brutal for the Celtics going into the playoffs. Like he's a huge factor, the time Lord, um, you know me, I'm a traditionalist. I like my big centers. I like my centers being 6'10 at the very minimum. This guy's 6'9", just roaming the paint and doing work. So um, that's I, I guess they could still do it. They're 47 and 29 in the fourth seed. The two seats above them have 46 wins. But uh, And the Miami Heat, it looks like they're imploding right in front of our eyes. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That, that four at the top in the east is very, very tight. Very tight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let Chris respond to this for a quick second while I bring up a stat. Uh, yeah, Chris, what do you think about the Celtics uh, explosion after January and going from the 11th seed to the first yeah. seed until yesterday where they lost to the Raptors? Yeah, what was that? With Pascal dropping 40 on it. With, yeah, with no Tatum and no Brown and no Robert Williams. But it made up because they had the refs, though, too. So they went to I mean, OT. Whatever. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, I was watching some of that game, you know, refs are making questionable calls, but anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, you know what, again, like, we've always talked about, like, the Celtics and how just, like, streaky and just how inconsistent yeah. they were, and that's literally, that was their only problem, was just their inconsistency, so it seems like after that, like, winter break from January on, they've kind of figured it out, and that, mm-hmm. essentially, that's all we've ever said that they, they needed to do, was just figure it out, because they have the talent, they have, like, the scores they've got everything they need it was just what's going on that's all so. such a small piece uh Siavash, but i just go back to again me listening to the earlier episodes and you were not a fan of josh richardson um they made a trade this year obviously around the trade deadline moving josh richardson and getting in Derek white again smaller piece do you think that that might have factored in some sort of turnaround for the celtics Absolutely. I think that was uh, that midseason trade definitely made a lot of changes for them. Um, I think it was Josh Richardson who got traded away, Dennis Schroeder. That's right. And they brought back somebody like Daniel Tice, um, who, you know, is not a big name, who's not the greatest player on that team. But something that people don't know is he had played with Celtics since 2016, 2017. And so. Bringing back somebody that is already familiar with the team, they brought back Al Horford that year, early that year. So I think what they have done a great job of is making sure they go to their strengths and making sure that their team chemistry is still um, at its best. I've been trying to kind of select these wins to kind of have the right stat for you, but since January 23rd, they have only had like five losses. Yeah. So it's just a crazy stat, man. And I think that's at least what, like, 20 games so it's it's a crazy stat man like and one thing i will say they were the first seed until yesterday but i think that's also not to discredit them but 
it goes towards how shaky the East has been this year. How the first seed Heat, I don't think they're looking the best right now. And we still, and that's something we didn't talk about yet is Spo and Jimmy Butler going crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't put too much stock in that, to be honest with you. How many times do we see stuff like that on the bench? Like, it is what it is. Um, it's concerning when it's a when it's a top seeded team um but again <laughs> look at the people in that in that system you got pj tucker okay i'm sure he's very loud and 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 not aggressive but you know what i mean very loud you got Udonis haslam bro that guy's like 45 he's still playing like how i don't know but and he's very loud like he was stepping up to jimmy saying i will fight you i will fight you you got jimmy jimmy's known to be very boisterous you know what i mean you got kyle lowry kyle lowry's bit always known to be a pit bull kind of you know a bulldog in the nba a lot of those are are grit and grind personalities they work well together um i think it was just a moment of them calling each other out but yeah it is a little concerning because we're only what 10 games away from the playoffs sure sorry what's up bro <laughs> Nothing. Else. I was just checking the group chat real quick, like one of my other boys, and he sent like a text conversation, random number, just wild things being said from this girl. All right, wild, next segment. Wild <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, like I like up. I've been mentioned, like I, <laughs> like I've been also. mentioning, I've gone back, listened to a few of the old episodes. I'm going to continue this, and we're going to make this a segment called "Who Said It." So, some are like softballs i'm gonna lob them up to you you should know who the who said it some are a little you know maybe more difficult some are spicy takes some are really hot takes when you look at what's going on but we all are men we're grown men we we reserve the right to change our opinions and say you know what i was wrong hmm. so let me get it started hmm. he's gonna come at me there you go hmm. Hmm. First take, the Dallas Mavericks will finish with the second seed and the Utah Jazz will finish with the first seed. Who said it? It could be me. It could be Chris. It could be Siadash. That's a Chris special right there, bro. It's Chris me. It's bro. It's me. I remember my standings, my standing predictions. So what was your what was your thought process on that? Because, yes, Utah, or not Utah, Dallas is now climbing up. You know, you're feeling real horny. Mm-hmm. You might be taking home some money at the end of the season here. Um, they're definitely climbing up, but for a long time, you know, throughout the season, they were not looking like they were going to be a two seed. I still think it's it's very far fetched. It's not going to happen. Um, but you know, maybe talk us through the Utah pick as well because they're at five. It's basically just based off their um, playing like last year and how. Because what were they last year? Like they finished like second at first or something like that. Dallas? Not Dallas. Sorry, I'm playing jazz. Oh, the jazz. Jazz. Finished first. Yeah. No, I saw. Yeah, I thought he said take us through the jazz pick. Sorry, I heard jazz. I started talking about them. But yeah, basically the jazz pick was just based off of them playing last year, and then the Mavs. I don't know. I just had like a what's an inkling, you know. I just wanted to come in here, stir the pot, you know, type of thing, and kind of see. You know, obviously I wasn't even riding that high on my Grizzlies. I think I had the Grizzlies. Yeah, finishing like seventh, like seventh or or something like that, seventh or sixth. But yeah, Oof. boy, was I wrong. But I mean, hey, it still worked out in the end. 
I still, like I said, might be getting that little sh- money payout at the end of the mm-hmm. season. So mm-hmm. it all worked out. What's your thoughts, Sivash, on that take just quickly? Obviously, you know, if you look at it, if you look back at our takes, we all had Utah number one. Um, Utah was kind of our favorite going into the season. You know, we thought even with the turmoil that might be in the locker room between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, we thought this team is still great. They still have Quinn Snyder. They're still a solid team defensively from the three, you know, rebounding, passing, everything high IQ they had. What's your thought on that? And what's your thought on maybe their performance sliding down a bit now, having the fifth seed, not a home seed? Last year, their run was special. They were a great team. They were putting up out-the-table numbers. We just didn't mm-hmm. expect them to be that good. This year, they haven't been the same, partially because of the injuries, partially because of the COVID stuff, but also the team just doesn't look right. We all expected yeah. them to look right. We all expected them to be right back up there as a team that's going to do great in the regular season and might not do great in the playoffs. So... I think that's where we all came from, just not seeing anything about the injuries coming up for them, um, and maybe partially. It does look like they haven't recovered from that loss from the Clippers yet. So mm-hmm. I think that's what's going wrong with them. But it, even at that, I mean, man, the Nuggets are right there, so they the Jazz could end up at the sixth seed if they don't go, if they don't do yeah. well in the next few games. Yeah, very tough. And and. You know, speaking of the Nuggets, bless you, speaking of the Nuggets, they just played against Charlotte last night, and Charlotte's scrappy, bro. Like, I know we talked about them just being an actual, just average team, like a legitimately average team. <laughs> They're scrappy. And I know, obviously, the Nuggets don't have MPJ or, or Jamal Murray, but they've kept it close with a couple teams. They just mm-hmm. beat the Nets with Kyrie. Uh, uh, like... I'm not scared of them, but it definitely looks promising for the future, for sure. That's a good okay. playing game. Then uh, Hornets versus the Hawks. That's a good yeah. playing game. Wow, that's that's. There's no defense being played there. It's a lot of scoring, a lot of scoring. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Next one. In five years, the trio of Pascal, Scotty, and Fred will not be together. I think Tobias Who said it. This? Yeah. Now remember, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it easy and go one two three one two three. Could be doubles, could be triples back. I could go Sivash back to back to back. But what's your thoughts? Who said it? You know what? I could see definitely Tobias saying it, but then I can also see me agreeing with him saying they move on from Siakam as he gets older. But that could be mm. me or Tobias. I don't see saying that. <laughs> But I'm going to go no, with Tobias. Because that five years a long time. Five years course, from yeah. from now. That's what I'm saying, you know. And Jackham's the, I think he's, what, second oldest person on the team? He's in 94. Not... He's, so he's my age, 28. Yeah. So in five years from now, you know, I, I feel I like I could have said that. Now. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say it was me and Tobias. See, Vash? It's either me or it, you. It was me. It was me. Good. And I'll take you through my thought. And we all we all were slandering Pascal at the start of the season because of what happened last year, which fair enough. He's proved a lot of people wrong. So so give the flower, give the man his flowers. My thought, and I still believe in it, to be honest with you. I just think when you look at their new core, what they're bringing in, I still think Fred will be there. I think Fred's that new Lowry piece. Um, but I think Pascal again, while he's been good. 
I'm wondering if it's going to continue year after year after year. And, you know, we brought up some, or Steve Ash had brought up, you know, a couple possible trades, maybe him going to, to the Warriors. I think there was another trade in there as well. Um, I just think that maybe, you know, they, they still move on from him at some point. Uh, but I think, obviously, Scotty and Fred will, will be there for, for the long run. Yeah, I mean, five years is a long time, man. I talk about any core being together for five years. The only players that have been together for the last five years are the Warriors with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. So mm-hmm. I think five years is just a long time in general. Mm-hmm. It's true. Very true, very true. That's what I was saying, like, just now. Like, you said five years from now, it's a long time. Long time, especially in basketball, five years. Yeah, for sure. You know? That's a whole max deal. Uh, yeah. Okay, next one. Watching Anthony Davis, it looks like a struggle for him to just get 20 points. Who said it? That's not me. That's definitely not me. I'm going to go with Tobias again. Yeah, that's Tobias again with the day-to-day Davis. <laughs> that is that is Chris Panette. Chris, I thought about you it. said that. You said that. you were. We, I think we were just talking about um, you know, Anthony Davis's role as a Laker, his future as a Laker. Um, and you, you were commenting about how it looked like a struggle for him, you know, to get that 20 points to actually make an impact. His, his shooting slump and he was just couldn't shoot his way this would have been, for bad. This would have been earlier on in the season. So yeah. like mm-hmm. October, November. That makes sense. Yeah. He was playing pretty bad back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously we haven't seen, you know, him much this year he hasn't even played half a season so mm-hmm. can't really comment on that obviously we hope he comes back soon i think his you know i think he is coming back within this next week or so um but yeah what's your thoughts on that Sivash? do you think that was kind of like a blasphemous take or looking back on the season that anthony davis has had maybe it's not that far-fetched i can imagine that's what it looked like back then um one of the biggest things we heard at the beginning of the season was how he looked heavier than he should have been. How he was bigger than he should have been. He wasn't the same powerful. He would get around people and get to the basket. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can definitely see that. No, this is, again, this is the Lob It Up podcast. I'm giving softballs. We all know who said this. Well, let's just put it out there. Levine is top two and he's not two. In the shooting guard category. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Oh, that was definitely that's definitely gonna be see a bash. Yeah. Take us through your like your thought process on that take. Do you still agree with that take or No. I don't <laughs> no. at this time. At this time I do not agree with my own take. And the only reason is Levine has been injured for the majority of the season. Yeah. He's waiting until the end of the season to get his knee fixed up, get a surgery. Um, but outside of that, I mean, come on, man. We have DeMar who's putting up 30s in the game, and Levine is still able to put up his buckets. He's still able to get to his spots. I would have been excited to see how Levine would have done in the playoffs if he wasn't injured, but seeing how he's been playing the past few weeks, I just kind of want to get the season over with so he can get healthy and get to where he needs to be. And I will say this. Booker has definitely proved me wrong. Booker's my guy. He's one of my favorite players, but... Yeah, I don't think it's even close. Booker's the best shooting guard in the league right now. Definitely, definitely. And I will say, I was thinking about this, I was reflecting on this the other day. Um, 
Chicago Chicago got fucked over by injuries, bro. I really think if Lonzo Ball didn't, you know, mess up his knee, he's they they're they're a top four seed still in the East. I, I really believe so. When Lonzo was there, all the players were healthy. You guys were clicking. You guys were top in that conference. You know, you're bouncing back and forth. Um with the with the second seed. I, I really think if Lonzo was still healthy, you guys are top four in the East. I don't want to take too much time on this, but I think Yes, the injuries definitely fucked us over. We would have been higher in the standings. But I think one big thing I wish we would have made the adjustment I talked about it all season is that we need a big. One thing I'm scared of going into the playoffs is that we're looking sweet right now. Everybody in the top six would rather see us than anybody else. Thoughts, Chris, on Levine being top two and not two? Um, well, I feel like I never agreed with this guy. <laughs> Regardless, on us both takes. We went through a we went through a either or, and I think what we had landed on, Chris, you and I, mm-hmm. was Booker Mitchell Levine. We said yeah. he's in that you know top five for sure. Uh, he can make his argument for three. That Mitchell's makes so sense. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Y'all be on Mitchell's dick for no reason. Oh, <laughs> oh, relax. Not bro. me. Chill not out. me. I don't even Chill like out. him. For years, said, people are like Mitchell's least... better than Booker, and now that Booker is finally like able to win because they finally put a team around him he's the best shooting around the league because they finally gave him another player yeah let's put mitchell on the same teams that booker was on back in the day they gave chris paul the keys to the whip and then said d book you're on ox just play us some heat don't worry about leading this team all right next take (laughs) the los angeles clippers team last year would have went to the finals if Kawhi was healthy I think this is either Tob or me, and I'm gonna go with myself. I think that Tob would have agreed with this. I think Tob even said it himself, but I think I definitely was saying that a lot at the beginning of the season too, and I still stand by that. I think even right now, we think that Kawhi is gonna be back near the playoffs. PG is definitely is coming back in the next few days. I still think that if they're the eighth seed and the uh, Suns are the first seed, that's gonna be a tough out for the Suns. It was you. It was you that said it. Um, I don't know, man. That Suns team is so good. I don't know. I don't think they. I don't think they beat them. At least I'm not like Shaquille O'Neal that thinks that the Lakers are going to get into the play in. If they get into the play in, they'll beat the Suns in the first round. Last mistake. Last mistake. Talk about hot takes. That's talking about hot takes. (laughs) Uh, What's your What's your thought on that, um, Chris? Just the process of potentially if Kawhi wasn't injured. We'd see the Clippers in the finals. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I you definitely see probably Clippers in the finals with Kawhi because you know, like I said, Kawhi plus PG, like they're so impactful, like on the court um, and whatnot. And like I could definitely see them if they were matched up with the Suns. You know, I'm not here to jinx it. Knocking on wood, I would never wish an injury on anybody. Facts. But we know Chris Paul's fucking track record come the finals. He's going to fucking do something That's outlandish, true. jam his hands, and he's going to be out for like a full round. And it's going to go back to the same Suns that well, we saw before. And he just came back like this week. No, I know. Injury, so. so it's like. Yeah. Uh, it's Speaking of the Suns, where. We put slander on the Suns at the start of the season. I didn't believe in them, I did not think that they would be good. What was the highest ranking we gave the Suns at the start of our standings prediction? I think somebody said, what, like fifth, maybe? Fifth? I think the either highest? third or fourth. 
I'm saying fifth. I'm saying we all believe that the Suns just had a Cinderella run last year and it wouldn't happen again. Chris, you were right. Fifth? Suns. Yeah, the Suns at at five. And I was listening to that. I was floored. I was like, oh my god. No way. I didn't put them at four? No. But in, you know, in retrospect, again, I thought it was a Cinderella run. We talked about the matchups that they had along the way. You face the Lakers. No AD. An injured, you know, a semi-injured yeah. LeBron. You face the Nuggets. No Jamal Murray. You face the um, Clippers. No Kawhi. So, um, and then when they got into the finals, they faced a, a fully healthy Miami uh, Milwaukee Bucks team. So fact check, I had him a fourth check? brother. I had well, him fourth. you might have had that fourth, but what was said on the podcast was fifth. Uh, okay, next. This one again is another easy one, and <laughs> there was a funny clip after this, but the Lakers are not making the finals. <laughs> This is definitely you. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> Who's so. making it? The Jazz. <laughs> the jazz. <laughs> yeah. Then, does anybody think that this is going to, you know, maybe come back to bite me? The Lakers? Um, no. Probably yeah. not, no. No, especially, like, with LeBron just having his ankle injury now, too, and stuff like that. So, it is what it is, brother. Let's just write it off. Bah. The New York Knicks will finish with the fourth seed in the East. Damn, who, who said, said that? Who said it? That's probably Chris Bennett, honestly. The boy said it. I was high on the Knicks at the beginning of the season. You know, yeah, I yeah. am still shocked that this team is so bad. At the same time, they beat my Bulls last night, so <laughs> I really don't fucking know what to say. <laughs> What does that mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just paid. That's what it means. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I definitely was high on them. I thought they would do great. You know, mm-hmm. it's similar to the run that Pascal had last year where, you know, Julius Rand had a great year, but then this year he just had this solid drop-off that, you know, after his contract, we just don't know where to stand with him right now. I want to see how he's going to play next year. Maybe he does need a situation change. He looks weird playing for the Knicks right now. There's a lot of passive aggression, a lot of actual aggression going on with him, with his teammates and the other players. So I'm just like about... waiting for the season to end. Speaking of aggression, can we talk about Jimmy fucking just going at Spolz? Like, the two of them just fucking just... I was like, no! I was like, this man whipped the clipboard at Jimmy. Like, how mad you gotta be at your player frustrated that you're gonna whip your play clipboard at them? Like that's your guy. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the podcast. podcast. <laughs> like, we already damn. talked about that. When? Twenty minutes that's ago. The start of the podcast. Damn, I didn't even hear it. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> you were probably. I think that was when you were looking at the text. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Hi to your boy. No, yeah. it wasn't. Oh, it was not high. <laughs> it was not high. It was. It was more along the lines of high. I'm also burning down below. All right, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> no, this is not. Right, no, no, I got to cut this out, bro. No. Yeah. So, down Chris, south do you... mouth was on fire, but yeah. Jesus. Chris, why do you why do you think the Knicks are so bad? Like yeah. again, see if I tried them at four. Why do you think they're so <sighs> bad? What happens with them, bro? Like I said, I was so I was so horny on them too. Like I like them. I thought they'd do well, and uh, especially for me too, it was about the uh, Julius Randle as well. I thought he was going to be playing well, but then, again, like, looking at 
just how he's been with the organization as a whole. Like she said, like you see the frustration. You just you just see for some reason something's just not working anymore for them. And it's they they are on a four game win streak right now, but they're currently sitting at the eleventh seed with mm. thirty four wins. The Hawks are at the tenth seed with thirty eight wins. Is there any way that you see them making the play in tournament? Who do they again? Have? They basically need to win every single game and pray that the Hawks go on a skip. No, I, I can't see them winning, like, the rest of their schedule. Yeah. Um, like, oof. I mean, they play the Hornets again, so they can maybe beat the Hornets because they beat them once. They can maybe beat the Cavs. I feel like the Nets will be tough for them, and Raptors will probably beat them this time around. Magic, yeah. they should beat. Yeah, all they if they just lose one game, and it's like, that's it. Like, Yeah. The Bing Bong era came to an end, and yeah. Steve Ash could not be happier. Let's stick with standings. <laughs> Again, some just some brutal, brutal takes when we look at it. The Celtics finish with the ninth seed. One of you said the Celtics will finish with the ninth seed, and one of us said that the 76ers will finish with the ninth seed. Who said what? Hmm. We can just, you know, split the takes. Uh, I think Chris said the Celtics would finish with the ninth seed. And I, I, I had Celtics fire. And I will take ownership of the Celtics finishing or the Sixers finishing in the ninth seed. Um, I Chris Tobias had them the Celtics pretty high. I had, them, had them at the fourth seed. Yeah. So I feel like I had them lower, lower. I feel like I had them at like seven. Not bad. Nine. Yeah, because I could, I know I had the Sixers at nine, and that's why no way I would have had two teams at ninth, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's what it would me. Yeah. What are your thoughts, brother? Talk to us about why you didn't see the green team out of Boston, the Celtics making it to the finals this coming year, and you had them so low at the ninety. I'm not saying they didn't make it to the finals; they would have made it to the play-in. But again, it's just that inconsistency from them at the beginning of the season from all the players. And it was just like, you know, whose team is this? Who's running what? Who's doing what? And now that they figured it out, obviously, as we discussed at the start, like, yeah, they're firing on all cylinders and they're they're a great squad again. It's just that that shit streak. Well, you can't. Yeah, that was pretty tough for them. Um, okay, the last one. I gotta say some more. There's a lot. Of, there's some spicy ones in here, especially one about the Sacramento Kings and who their best player is right now. We're gonna save that one for the next <laughs> podcast. All three of us had the same top three in the Eastern Conference. Do you remember who those three teams were? In the West. In the East. In the East. It was the Nets, the Bucks, and the Heat. Yeah. The Nets, the Bucks, and the Heat. Now. Not far off. Heat, Bucks, they're there. The Nets, unfortunately, have, you know, obviously Kyrie only playing half the games, the James Harden situation. They're sitting themselves right now at the eighth seed. Could be the, like, I don't know, actually. It's pretty tight between the Hornets, the Nets, and the Hawks. Um, they're not going to catch the Cavs, I don't think. They could, maybe, I guess. It's only three wins. What do you think teams are doing in preparation to potentially play the Brooklyn Nets because we saw some of this last year in the Western Conference 
teams, you know, sitting some players out during the stretch to maybe just manipulate the standings. <clears throat> I think we're seeing a bit of that in the East as well this year. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you? What are you as a top seeded team? Whether you're the Heat, the 76ers, or the Bucks, what are you thinking? You know, in preparation to possibly avoid playing the Nets in the first round. That's a tough out. That's a tough out to play. Now with Kyrie playing full games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris. Chris. Oh man, I don't really know right now. Just. I don't know, because even with Kyrie still playing games, it doesn't mean Kyrie's going to always snap off and go for a 50-piece like he did the one game. I mean, he had an abysmal <laughs> night the other night. You know, it was, just, it was garbage. Guy couldn't hit the basket to save his life. Um, I don't know, man. It's like... But if, I'm, if, I have, if, if I'm looking at a roster and I'm like, okay, yeah. who do I got to guard? And I got Kyrie and KD. I'm like, oh, no. And Blake Like, Griffin? I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick Claxton. I mean, it's like they're beatable. James they beat- Johnson. <laughs> Come on, man. They're, easy- yeah. they're beatable. Damn. I'm just going back through some of like their old games, just looking at some of these scores. It's Putting a tough up against, squad, like, man. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a tough squad. Very, very tough squad. And do we know anything, Sivash? You might have a, an update on this about the Ben Simmons situation. The last thing I heard was he had an epidural for his back. Um, are we going to see him in the playoffs? I don't think so. I think he's off for the uh, season because of the back. And the back, from what I understand, he gets aggregated either physically or because of just general, or in general, just stress. And stress either comes from physical Fair. or actual emotional. So it does seem yeah. like this is really like something that's bothering him. Um, I mm-hmm. doubt there was something that happened to him physically that put him in this position. And it, I would, if I had to guess, I think he's out for the season. That's tough. I, I really wanted to see him come for the playoffs. I just, I think, like, man, they we could have had an eight seed in the finals. Like, if, if Ben Simmons was there, we could still see it. I'm not saying that's far-fetched, but that team, that offensive explosion, and then you add Ben Simmons, you know, a defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah, that'd be scary. I just thought about this. How are we judging this uh, playing tournament in case of seeding? Cause... What do you mean? You just set the eight seed, and I was just thinking, I'm like, look, if the playing tournament happened today, the Nets would beat the Cavs, and they would have to, they would then they would play the second seed Sixers, right? But yep. in a year from now, because like the, for the past whatever months, people are saying, oh, the Warriors didn't even make the playoffs; they were the eight seed, but because of the playing tournament, they got out. Are we judging it by the seeding, or are we judging it by the playing tournament? Are we going to call the Nets? An eight seed when they play the Sixers, or are we going to call them a seventh seed because of the playing tournament? I think we have to, and I don't know if this is what you're saying. I don't. I don't think it is, but we can't discredit the play-in tournament because we might not like the style of the play-in tournament. Like if seventh seed, mm-hmm. you know, would normally make the playoffs and they lose in the play-in, like I'm sorry, bro. Like this, this has been around for what two? Maybe this is the third year. Technically, like yeah. this is now. This is now the the thing. So. You know, if you're yeah. the seventh seed, you put yourself in that position that you're the seventh seed, just win one game. That's all you have to do. Um, so, I mean, if, if a tenth seed, like, yes, the Hawks, like, right now would be a eight seed going into the playoffs, but I think you would recognize them as, hey, they were a ten seed, and they were able to win two games in the playing tournament to put themselves 
as an eight seed. That's how I look at it. Recognize that it was a lower seeding, but like appreciate I mean, that. In general, you guys know how I feel about the playing tournaments. You be imagine you're the seven seed with let's say five six wins ahead mm -hmm. of the eight seed, and they beat you one game, and then the next team beats you. Get they get lucky with a game and they beat you. You're out of the playoffs. I think that's kind of insane. I think there should be at least two games played between the loser of the seven and eight seed and the winner of the tenth and ninth seed. They gotta work for more than mm. just two games one. What if you did a three game series? That could be cool. I think so. That's fair. Yeah, that could be cool. Because then that also again is like, yo, you want to get a top six seed because. If you got to potentially play three games before you now go into the playoffs, like that, we're talking about like longevity in the playoffs and, you know, injuries and stuff like that. <laughs> that would be tough. So you, you would fight to get that. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally enjoy the play in tournament. I think it, you know, like in prior years, we'd be looking at it and like the Hawks might not even be trying to compete at this point. Right. They might've sold off or like, you know the spurs wouldn't even care to do anything the spurs can pass the lakers like you know what i mean so i like it i enjoy it oh, i enjoy it too. i just think it would that. suck for a team that would be a seven seed to go through that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also while we're talking about the standings shout out to the kings yes. uh there are 27 and 49 sitting at 13 seed uh good trade you know getting some bonus to make it to the play-in tournament whoops yeah they're four games back uh Let's see what's going to happen in the last 10 games. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That's pretty brutal. So we are speaking. Uh, that's it for the, the takes well, or the, the who said it segment. We will touch on the standings just briefly. I think we'll probably have two more episodes before the playoffs. Um, and then maybe that last episode we will do, uh, um, you know, our matchups. We'll know what the matchups are. We'll kind of. Go through who we think. Maybe we'll have another TJ Warren moment. Maybe not. Uh, but right now, Chris, break down the West. What are you seeing in the West? Do you think there's going to be any more like movement? Obviously, there's there's possibility for some shift, but I think mm -hmm. the East is what everyone's watching. But let's talk about the West right now. What are you seeing over there? Yeah, just looking at this, like looking at this ladder right now, just the standings. I would actually be very hard-pressed to believe that the Lakers even make the play-in at this point. Just looking at the rest of their games, wow. having, like, an injured LeBron and just, like, the inconsistency from the rest of the other players, man. They so, do have one of the top, like, five toughest schedules left yeah, in the NBA, as do the, as do the Bulls. It's just a tough schedule. That's that's all it is, you know? Yeah. And who's let me look at the timberwolves and the spurs are like the spurs too. are right there and i know the spurs don't have a guy like lebron they don't have a guy like if we look at the pelicans they don't have a guy like cj or bi mm -hmm. they've got dejounte murray that's their guy i'm not i when it comes to the spurs if we're trying to if we're talking about contention in playoffs i don't care about who's on the floor i'm looking at who's behind the bench greg popovich yeah. he he's gonna know what it's gonna take you know to win games down the stretch, so exactly. Frank Vogel versus <laughs> Greg Popovich. Who are you taking? Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about what about yourself? Uh, while Chris is still looking, see if Ash. What do you think in the West? What are you feeling over there? I'm fascinated by the Warriors right now. They just lost Steph Curry to an injury with the knee. 
Yeah. yeah. And Very they tough. only had a win against the Heat during that stint. And they've been going four out of six, four and six in the last ten. They are sitting forty-eight and twenty-eight. The Mavericks are right there, and mm-hmm. below that is Jazz, Nuggets, and the Timberwolves. And that's tight. It's pretty tight down there. Pause. But in general, I think I'm just fascinated by that situation. Just see how they're going to play out in the next few games and how where they're going to end up and where Steph is going to be by the end of the season. Yeah, will Steph be back for playoffs? I have no idea. I oh. I'll be honest, I haven't even I forgot about that whole situation. That's tough. Well, if someone wants to look it up, I don't know how far away he is from it. But, you know, we talk about guys like Jordan Poole stepping up. Clay Thompson's there. But, you know, Steph Curry's Steph Curry. Like, we were talking about Steph Curry being MVP, you know, caliber player. He was balling out this year. You know, he's had some great moments this year. Passing Ray Allen all-time in uh, threes. We had a good conversation about him being a top 15, top 10. Where does he rank in that list? Um, but yeah, it's looking like scary hours for the Warriors if Steph does not come back healthy early. Because if the playoffs were to start today, they face the Nuggets. What do you think that, in my opinion, but what do you think the biggest weakness for the Golden State Warriors is? Their center position. What's the greatest strength of the, the Denver Nuggets? Their point guard position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, fair. Yeah, I just he had a triple-double last night, so I mean, again... But, uh, yeah, like, if Steph doesn't come back, the Nuggets might be able to take over that. Very yeah. scary. Chris, are you seeing anything else in the West there? Um, the Timberwolves, again, is, is definitely a surprising team for us. I don't Very think surprising. they catch up to that sixth seed. No. Um, That's what I was, again, look- I was just looking at their schedule. and I, the, the only other. Hmm? I gotta go. Oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were talking. I thought you might cut up. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so yeah. so that's the Western Conference. Um, the Eastern Conference again, like we've mentioned multiple times, very tight. Lots of quick change there that could happen in the top four. Um, and you two are going to be battling it out over these next five, six, seven games. Yeah. The eye roll was so heavy there by Siavash. Wow. Um, would you guys? I'm not going to be in it, but you know, I would like to propose it to you guys if you would like. Would you no, guys like to make a little no, wager between no, yourselves? We're not Come doing on. this. Come on. We're not doing geez. this. Yeah, Come right. On. I'm already losing money on your Raptors when get to the playoffs. I'm not doing so, this, bro. Maybe you can recoup that. Win it back. You're not a betting man? Yeah, right. Your, no, no I'm not. Bulls? With my Bulls team right now, I am not. I'm just going to sit back, watch this year's playoffs. I'll see you on wow. next season. Damn, this All guy's right. already checked out. That's wild. Hey, yeah. man, this is me every end of the season. Remember last season? That's true. There was like five games left. I'm like, listen, bro, wrap it up. I don't care. Well, with that being the standings in the East, and we talked about the standings in the West, look back on some, you know, some hot takes, some spicy takes, some some takes that really, you know, we already knew who had said them, Levine, Pat Bev stuff, you know, all that stuff. Um, that is it for the Lob It Up podcast. I guarantee you next week when we record, these standings are going to look different. They're going to look different. Everything is moving and shaking yeah. right now. This is a very exciting time in the NBA. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.